Hello, everyone. It's JC, the You Made New podcast. We're back for episode 10. I'm a little excited to shift gears um, on this one because we've really spent a lot of time, the first nine episodes, laying the groundwork. We have been in scripture a lot and really talked about um, just the foundational ideas that I think begin to shift us from just being on a food plan or, or trying to diet that way to begin to understand it from a gospel perspective. But I'm also wondering if, if some are thinking, okay, you're a health coach. (laughs) Why haven't you said anything yet about what to eat, what I'm supposed to do? Like, I need more specifics. I, I get it. I get that we're, we're supposed to be grounded in Christ and centered in him. And, but I don't know how to start making changes. I don't know what to do. I need more specifics. I get that. I get that. So what we're going to do today is dive right in. And I'm going to give you several suggestions, um, things that I've learned, things that I've kind of gathered um, as a philosophy. Much of it is based off of my faith-based eating approach course. So you can get a lot more there. You can go in a little bit deeper on that one. But we're just going to touch on a few things that I hope will at least give you some tools to get started. Now, you may be frustrated with me <laughs> by the time we're we're done because I'm not the kind of health coach that says, here's the plan, here's the do's, here's the don'ts, here's the foods, here's, here's exactly what you need to do. I've worked out the perfect program. Here it is. It will fix you. <laughs> I don't believe that. And I hope you can see that by now after everything we've talked about. If not, I hope you'll see it by the end of this podcast. You'll see why um, I, I approach it that way. But here's, here's the two things I want you to remember as I dive into several different suggestions. Number one, if what I'm talking about doesn't fit you, toss it. Throw it out. Like You have the, the intuition, your own spiritual connection to truth for you. If you don't resonate with what I'm talking about, ignore it. And don't feel guilty about it. It it may fit you, it may not. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Take the pieces that seem to fit and seem to resonate with you. That maybe the Lord's saying, yes, listen to this. Take this one, jump on that bandwagon. But other things I say, you might not. And feel complete freedom in doing that. Uh, the second thing is, these suggestions are things that I've developed over many, many years in my own personal journey. It didn't all come at once. And so again, let's not get overwhelmed. Maybe there's one thing I talk about today that you will focus on for a while, but all of it at once, no way. (laughs) Let's one thing at a time, like an onion, layer by layer by layer, you'll introduce some new practices and thoughts and perspectives into your health journey. And slowly it becomes a new, um, a new approach for you. So again, if it doesn't fit, toss it. And again, maybe baby steps, pick one thing, pick a couple things and and just start slowly. So I'm going to go through a list of some, some, um, things that have really been huge life changes for me and things that I needed to look at. And that I've spent quite a bit of time on journaling, um, studying, practicing, praying about asking for help with, I think the first one, um, if you're ever ready to make changes, the first one for me is, um, if there's any type of addiction, I would go there first to heal the, the body's addiction in a way 
that then you're free to build on a stable, clean, healthy body that, that is not addicted. It could be all kinds of different things. For me, you know, I've talked about it before. My background is sugar addiction. And that needed to be healed before I could ever make huge changes in other ways. That, that was foundational. And it did change so many things that everything else was easier for me after the addiction had lost its power over me. So again, that's in my sugar addiction class. That I, in my favorites page on my website, I have some suggestions for other ways that you can do that. It could be um, not so much sugar. It could be caffeine. Um, it could be artificial sweetener, soda. I don't know, just a basic food addiction. You could, you might want to work with some emotional eating, um, things in my emotional eating class. If there's some sort of obsessive, compulsive, addictive tendency, that might be the first place to start. And there are ways to do it that aren't cold turkey. Um, that's why I've built those things into my courses. There's ways to do it that you don't just have to launch into it and white knuckle your way out of it. I, I mean, that may be your path and I'm not judging that. If you, if you can do that more power to you, but, um, anytime the body is addicted to something to survive, if you need caffeine to get through the day, it's not just that you like the taste of, of soda or coffee or whatever. I, I, maybe you'll want to look at that and be prayerful about that so that you've, you've reached, you can reach a place eventually where the body's free and not enslaved by any type of substance that you need to, to survive. Okay. And again, there's, there's some gray areas there and we won't go into that today. We don't have time for that, but, and hopefully you would understand that dive into that if, if needed. Um, the second thing that I am asked a lot and I've coached a lot around is when it comes to entire food groups, so many plans, so many programs cut out, um, things completely gluten goes out completely dairy, um, sugar. I I've talked about that. How do I know what to cut out? What not to cut out? What do, cause again, the, the dietary approach right now in our, in our culture is leaning toward different groups, different voices saying, cut this out, cut that out. Um, my counsel as a health coach, from what I've learned personally and with clients is you alone will know which boundaries to set that work best for you. You might have issues with dairy. I've said before that I have a daughter who does, does much, much better without dairy. Um, I had to cut out sugar. It just was a demon for me. I'm a different person without it. I'm not saying that's true for everyone. Gluten, um, that's a hard one for me. I've had a couple of patients that kind of um, shaped my perspective on this that came in and it was different times, different people that I was coaching, but each one had traveled outside the country. One had been in Europe and one had been in South America. And both of them told me at different times that th when they went overseas, they could eat the bread in those countries just fine without any digestive problems. They felt fantastic. And then when they came back to America, they'd eat the bread in America and the digestive issues would start all over again. And so that was my first red flag that maybe demonizing gluten isn't the answer for everyone. Um, yes, you may be led by the spirit to avoid gluten for you or your family's health. Yes, that may be the red letter answer for you. But just because our, our culture is screaming this at us right now, no gluten, no carbs, no go and low carb, no carb. 
the body for the most part needs carbs. And so I've learned in my own personal life to, um, find breads that are made from whole ingredients, not processed. And I do very well on those processed bread. I don't do very well. So again, that may be your own journey. I just don't ever like to be dogmatic about cut out this, cut out that, find out for yourself what works for you. I, I have a really sweet friend. Her story was really the one that solidified this as a philosophy for me. She's an athlete. She's actually an Olympian, knows very well how to take care of herself. Um, including supplementation. And she just really knows the ins and outs of a healthy diet, but she still was having a lot of trouble digestively and nothing was really helping. She was drinking like two gallons of water a day, trying to get things to move through better and just still having problems. And in our wellness clinic, she was hearing the advice, all kinds of advice to eat more fruits and vegetables, more fiber, um, all of that, try to get things moving that way. And Finally, months into this, we had been talking a lot and visiting a lot about it. And she finally came to me and started laughing and said, you won't believe this. She said, I was, we, she and her husband went through a phase where some money had to go to some unexpected costs. And so she didn't have as much, much that month to pay for all the fancy, like fruits, vegetables, all the stuff that she normally ate. She ate very simply that month. And she said, guess what I found out? She said, JC, it's raw fruits and vegetables. She said, lettuce is the worst. Um, And she said, when I began to introduce that back in, it just brought all the problems back. And she realized if she cooks or steams fruits and vegetables, she does great. But raw, it was not working for her body. It just made me laugh because you think about like lettuce and salad. That's like the number one go-to diet food, right? For most plans. That's what most health coaches would include as a, a staple part of your diet. But for this friend... It was the one thing that was messing her up the most. So you can see why I don't believe in a set plan for everybody. Your sweet Lord knows your body, every cell, every system, exactly what it needs and doesn't need. And so for me to think, um, to be (laughs) so prideful that I would say, oh, it's this and it's that. No, what I want to do as a health coach is send you to the one who does know. Which food group, which combination, which diet plan, which program, if you want a program, what is going to help you the most? Again, we can do guidelines in this podcast of generalities, but if it doesn't, if you're feeling um, that inner voice saying, nope, nope, not that one. Like my friend, if someone, all the counsel coming to her was salads, more fruit, more vegetables. No, that was the opposite of what she needed. Okay, so listen to that inner voice. So when it comes to what to eat, are there any guidelines that we can to, can go by? Like, am I just making it so wide and open that you don't even know where to start? Well, what if we just start with the basic counsel to eat food in the state that God created it? Just whole unprocessed, God-made food the way he created it for our bodies. Um, Man-made food really does wreak a lot of havoc on the human system. Now, a lot of clients I've coached have terrible diets and don't seem to have the health problems yet that others have. Um, No, processed food may not be um, causing problems for you yet. Uh, My counsel would be, well, eventually 
that might shift. I ate a lot of sugar in my younger days and the problems got worse as I moved into my 30s and 40s. It wasn't so much when I was younger. So it may not, processed food may not be causing you problems yet, but just think about your your body as a, a car. You put bad gas in it for long enough and it's funny, we wouldn't be surprised to see it break down. But the body, we put bad gas into the body, bad nutrients, processed food that have been stripped of all the nutrients the way that the Lord created it to function for our body. And then we're thinking, why am I so tired? Why am I so sluggish? Why are my hormones off? Why do I have all these issues digestively? And because we're not giving our body what it needs. Um, and, And when food is processed, it's changed. So that, to me, is a safe guideline for most of us whole food. Now what that looks like, again, you can determine. I, I think the one of the main reasons um, I created the favorites page on my website was to include lots of different books, websites, plans, programs um, with, with sound advice. Now some of them contradict each other, but that's okay because we all have different needs. So again, go to my favorites page. You might really want a food prog- program. You might like structure and need someone to lay it all out for you. And so I've provided several different sound options that I've really been impressed by. Some of I've used personally, some I've just used with clients, um, just some really good options. And so go prayerfully to that page and look at some of the options, go to Amazon, read reviews, you know, see if you're drawn, excuse me, drawn to um, one thing or another. You, but again, you may not feel like you want to be on someone else's program. You may just work on your own prayerfully to come up with your own guidelines that you feel fit you. If that's the freedom you need, go for it. Go for it. Trust yourself enough through that process because you do have heavenly guidance to just follow the promptings that you receive and create your own um, your own kind of program or plan or lifestyle um, shift that you're going to make. For me, that included, I used the help of many experts, but I also tweaked it a lot. Yes, I kind of did a program to come off my sugar addiction. Then I settled into kind of my own um, plan, my own kind of um, philosophy on food. But it didn't just include what to eat. That was part of it. I did have to kind of shift it around and play with different things and and settle in on a place where now I feel very comfortable knowing what I, I need to eat day in and day out. But it also included several other components. One was how often I was eating. I mean, I was grazing all day. I was in the kitchen snacking on something all day. And even when I shifted my diet to healthier foods, I I could still binge on healthy food. So I, the book, the obesity code really helped me a lot with that, with the concept of intermittent fasting. And, and I also resonated with the idea of fasting. In other words, just letting my body rest. I don't mean even days and days of fasting. I mean, even just stop grazing so much, give your body a chance to digest, quit staying in a constantly fed state. I mean, when I read the science of what happens to the body in a fasted state, it really connected with me. Plus the fact that fasting has been a religious practice for generations. If we're taking a gospel-centered approach, that probably has to play a part. Um, And so I've tweaked intermittent fasting in a way that works for me, but I've taught my body not to constantly need food, but to learn to go for a while and let it rest and let it reset before I just more and then more and then more. In America, 
often we can be in a fed state from the minute we wake up and then we're still snacking at 10 at night. And I think that shifted my health more than anything to not just, not just what to eat, but also how often I was eating. Also, um, I had to address how much I was eating at each sitting. I was not good at listening to my body's fullness cues at all. Paying attention to when I was full, I'd clean my plate or I'd just keep eating mindlessly. I'd be watching TV or, or online or, or something while I was snacking and you know, half the bag's gone and you're not even paying attention to whether or not your body's done. Um, the book intuitive eating helped me a lot in that realm to begin to listen again to my body and what it needed, what it craved. Now, again, sometimes it was craving the wrong things. I I'm not a proponent of just saying, listen to your body and everything. Cause my body was addicted. So part of it was healing the body's voice. So it would crave the right things. But intuitively that has become something that I, I'm learning to not always finish my plate. Am I full? Have I reached that point of satisfaction? That took a lot of work. You can see why a lot of these things are big issues that you have to handle one thing at a time. It's too much to tackle it all at once. But um, how often we're eating, how much we're eating at each sitting, what kind of intervals we um, use, what kind of eating window we have. Intermittent fasting has a lot of um, suggestions on that. You can tweak it to fit you. But a lot of this um, can be a slow process of getting back to the basics of using food to fuel our bodies. Um, For me... And this is going to be my last main point of this particular episode. There were a lot of things physically with my diet that I needed to tweak. And so that's what we've been talking about in this episode. What I ate, how often, you know, all of that. Get off the addictions. um, Maybe tweak, set certain boundaries with food. and, And that was all very important. But I'm a huge believer in addressing it emotionally and spiritually as well. Not just coming up with a new diet plan for ourselves. Yes, that's part of it. We have to have a philosophy of what we're gonna, how we're gonna approach the physical aspects aspects of eating. But if you're an emotional eater, if food has been a comfort to you, if if there are sentimental or nostalgic issues with food, if it has um, become something that like, like we've talked in earlier episodes, like it's my best friend. It's my therapy. If if you can tell that food goes deeper for you than that, then, then that's gotta be addressed alongside the physical component. And that's why I've created the, the body image course, the satisfied course. I mean, I can put a favorites page on my website and say, here's a lot of programs that you can try. A lot of good people have, have come up with wonderful sound programs and plans that may resonate with you. But I was having a hard time finding answers to help me wade through the additional components of why food was such a deep attachment for me. And so those courses for me add, um, hopefully will bring a new perspective Again, in laying groundwork emotionally, um, looking at our body image and why we believe we need to be the size we do and, and look the way we do, do some of that work alongside um, your physical changes, your lifestyle changes. Get deep into the whys 
of what food has meant to you, why you've gotten to that point, what go back into your childhood and your growing up years and looking at where, what has happened in your life to get you where you are now and maybe undo some of that. I'm hoping that those courses that I've created can provide an additional component as you begin to learn a new way of eating and caring for your body. Um, just to, just to help support the emotional journey, the spiritual journey of that and to see it from a deeper level. All right. I don't know if I've answered your questions. Like I said, you might be more frustrated with me now because it is more work to create your own, um, mindset around this, but isn't it also liberating to give yourself permission to, um, just between you and the Lord, come up with what works for you. I mean, to, to even get to the point where you have enough faith to say, you know what, the, that medicine that the doctor says, I have to take or I'll die. If the prompting begins to come, you know what, it's time to get off those meds and I'm going to show you how, and the Lord wants to walk you through that. Couldn't you have the faith to move in that direction, to have him be your core nutritional expert? And that whatever his voice says, even if it goes against some of the dogma of today, would we have the faith to trust him and let him lead us in a way that will make us physically, emotionally, spiritually, the most um, effective, free, free from our addictions, free from our compulsions, our binging, our, um, the way food has dominated maybe our life to, to come to a new place where we're free to, um, be a true disciple in every sense of the word. We're not held captive anymore by that. I am sure we'll talk more about this eventually, but for today, that's my two cents. I hope you enjoy this journey. It's not um, a burden, but a joy to move to this life of freedom. Hope you can join me in the next episode.